This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. want to welcome all the listeners out there today. Um, you are with Alana Willie for you and with my program called Body Matters. Um, I hope you all had a great week. I just want to quickly also just recap. Um, I have today in the studio Rishan Naftali and we've been doing a four-part series on how to overcome in this disorderly world. So today we are on part four And she's going to be discussing the last three keys of this series. And um, Rishon, I just want to welcome you in the studio again. You've been here now for the last four weeks, so thank you so much. Thank you. I also want to tell you that Rishon has written a book. And the book is called I Believe in You. And all the keys that Rashawn has been mentioning in the last three sessions or series is all based on that book. And at the end, we are going to be giving a book away. So please keep your pen and your paper ready. And um, right at the end, Rashawn will give her details to you guys. So Rashawn... Just for those of them, or for, for, for the listeners out there who don't know anything about you, have just tuned in for the first time, don't you want to give them a little bit of an introduction again of who you are? And let's just recap quickly on the keys that we've just covered in the last three weeks. Hi there. Um, there's so much to say. So I think basically, because this is the last session, I'm just going to sort of wrap it up in the sense that um, God has called me to full-time ministry, mm-hmm. especially the last 14 years. And the ministry is called um, um, Kingdom, Heart, um, Kingdom Heart Networking. And um, so this is a heart ministry, mm-hmm. and we focus on character, how to conform to the character of the king. So what happened was, um, 2002, the Lord revealed to me what the blueprint is of the heart of the king. And we have the instruction, according to the word, to conform to this heart of the king, which is Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And uh, yes, up till now, we have shared... Um, nine of the keys, and today we're going to do the last three. So I'm not going to mention all nine keys mm. now because I'm going to do it at the end. Okay. Um, but basically where it started is to be passionate for intimacy with the Lord. Mm. If we don't start there, we can't move forward. And this is, um, that's that's the beginning, it's the end, mm. it's... We it always takes you back to intimacy at the end of the day. Now I believe that's so true. You know, um, we can do so many things for the Lord, try and do um, things in our own strength. But I truly believe, like you said, if we connect and have that relationship with Him, it's out of that relationship that um, God can minister to us, talk to us, bring healing, bring revelation. And if that is not there, then we cannot build. On anything else 
And I, I just want to agree with Rishon that that is one of the most important keys, intimacy with God. Um, I also want to um, just say for those of you who haven't listened to the previous three recordings, um, you can also go to Iona FM and put the word in body matters. You will come to our podcast and you will be able to pick up on the last three sessions um, that Rishon and I have covered if you want to go and listen to the previous keys. But as um, Rishon said, she will go through that again at the end. So I just want to um, just, uh, Rishon, let's, let's go on to the key for this week. Let's start with the one that we, um, that is key number 11. Is it actually no, 10? Key, sorry, key number 10, be perfected in love and peace. So Rishon, is it possible to be perfected in love and peace? Yes, it is possible because perfected means there's a process involved. It means there's a process of, inv- uh, of improvement, of sanctification, conforming all the more to the heart of the king. So when we talk about character building, we're talking about conforming your character to that of our creators, of, our son, of the son, Yeshua the Messiah, our king. So, when we perfected in love, we are supposed to have a different kind of love. It's called agape love, and this is a this is the highest form of love. Mm. And now the question is, but is that possible? And I want to say to you, I believe so. Yes, and I can I can testify of my own life how that is. Change. I'll, I'll get to my story now. Now, but agape love and the highest form of love is when you stretch yourself beyond yourself, and that's where a lot of problems lie, because people are more self-focused as opposed to focused um, towards somebody else. So sometimes you have to stretch yourself beyond yourself, and if you're willing to do that, and it's not an mm-hmm. effort for you, then you know that you have really change and that you are, are, are succeeding mm-hmm. in this process of being perfected. Um, I want to say that um, my capacity for loving is far greater than it used to be by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And nothing another person does shocks me. Because God's given me the ability to love despite your mistakes. Yes, I may admonish you, (laughs) but it won't make me love you any less. Mm. Why? Because God has done a work of what I call a supernatural thing. Mm. To love in the way that he loves is actually a little bit of supernatural. Unless you're a, um, a mercy because the mercies tend to have this natural love, you know, since they mm. were born. But um, any which way. So let's have a look at what is perfect love. <clears throat> it's the opposite of selfishness. Mm. If there's problems in, in, in a relationship, you can know that it's most often a case of selfishness. That, mm-hmm. that, I agree that with you in. 100%. Right, so... When we are selfless, in other words, more focused on the others, 
other person, then, then it's, it's, it's actually a very powerful weapon. Love, in the way that Jesus loved, mm. is, is because it's a love that never ends. It's limitless. Mm. All right? So this type of love is, I'm just going to quote out of the word. And please don't think, oh, I don't want to hear this again. But it's really the mm. case. It's not self-seeking. It's not selfish. It's patient. It's kind. It's humility. People who love the most are found are humble people. Mm. A person who has this type of love bears with one another. In other words, if you make a mistake, they will not, um, you know, just shun you. Mm. They might speak up, but, you know, they will make allowance. They will readily pardon you. If you come and say, you know what, I'm sorry I said that word to you. If you have love in your heart, you will say, okay, it's fine. But if you are maybe a little arrogant and think, oh, you know what, you, you said that, but you didn't mean it. Mm. I think a lot of people do that. Um, so the word says also, love is also to admonish. But the way that we do it's important. Mm. So what happens is if we walk in this kind of highest form of love, then there's also peace. Mm. Because true love and peace go together. What I'm saying about that is, think of relationships. Um, there's, a, there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 3, I think it is, I'm talking under correction, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Mm. What I'm going to quickly, quickly just pop in here an example. Um, I had a friend, a lady friend, many years ago, and um, we loved each other. We were best friends. But she had a lot of fears in her own heart. And she did not like the idea that I would go and sit in the bush for a day or two or three to be with the Lord. She felt rejected. Mm. In other words, she didn't give me the liberty. She didn't give me the liberty of being away from her. To spend time with my Lord because of her fears. It's just something yeah, I want to pop example. in there. Yeah. So in terms of my story, um, for this key to be perfected in love and peace, okay, I'll, I'll quickly go back to um, the time that I was married. Um, for those who haven't heard before, I'm a widow for many, many years. But during our married period, um, the last two years of our marriage were the best. Why? Because I did something different. Um, there was an understanding between the two of us. There was a maturity and consequently peace in our relationship mm -hmm. because of that. Now, maybe you're in a, in a relationship or in a marriage and you say, oh, no, he must first start uh, he must be the first one to, to extend himself mm. beyond himself. I won't do it. Or if you're a married man or a married woman, you may say, no, she. She must be the first mm. one. Well, that's not going to bring us anywhere. But in my life, I decided, okay, I'll make that change first. And it worked. 
So, like many other couples, my late husband and I had differences in certain of our interests. Mm. And one of them was the game of crickets. My husband loved it. And he often sat and watched a three-day cricket match on TV, three consecutive days. Now, I'll tell you one thing. When he, sits in front of, when he sat in front of the TV, nothing else and no one else existed. <laughs> so I felt very rejected. Sounds a little bit like Joyce Myers' story. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. there we go. Um, so I was heavily frustrated, and I complained about this. And you know what his reaction was? He looked at me angrily and he reprimanded me and he said, you are so selfish. You don't want me to enjoy what I like just because you don't like cricket. Go find yourself something that you like to keep yourself busy with. My first reaction was, what? I wonder who is selfish. But you know what? I thought about it and I realized that. I was making my husband the determining factor of my personal ha happiness. Mm -hmm. And I realized I shouldn't make him my be-all and end-all. Our life partners are there to complement us, not to fulfill us. Mm -hmm. And that's a mistake that most of us make. That is why God brings various peoples in our, people in our lives and each person fulfills a different role in our life. And it's not fair for a marriage partner to expect everything to be fulfilled by the other partner. Mm. And we make that mistake. So what happens is we get disappointed. Why? Because we're expecting too much from mm. one person. So that is what I realized. So I made the choice that I didn't like cricket because it was too slow a sport. But I said, you know what, I'm going to stretch myself beyond myself. And um, so what I did was I would purposefully go and sit on the carpet at his feet for about 30 minutes and I'd watch cricket with him not quite understanding everything <laughs> but pretending to then I would get up go and do something that I like then walk past him through the course of the day touching his shoulder loving mm. him sitting again at his feet and that is how I did it but besides watching cricket on TV he was also a cricket captain himself, and sure. every Saturday he had to play cricket. And that's the whole day story, mm. and then after that they would go for a drink. Mm. So it's a long day without yes. my husband. So I made the choice. Pack in a blanket, a picnic basket, my favorite foods, my snacks, my favorite book or magazine, making it an an outing sure. for the day. Mm. So I could sit, watch him a little bit, play a little bit, enjoy what I liked, and made him happy mm. in the process. So what I did here was I extended myself beyond myself, and it mm. really um, impacted our relationship incredibly, so much that he started 
being there more for me. Mm. The key is I laid myself down. I was willing to adapt and it became a win-win situation. We both benefited of it and uh, there was love and consequently peace. So I want to say, finish off this this um, key by saying, yes, it is possible mm. for your love to become more and more Christ-like um, as time goes by and as you uh, conform to these mm. 12 keys at the end of the day. It's really something that supernatural happens in you. And I'm going to off, end off by saying that when you spend time with the Lord, and love him with your whole heart and soul. His supernatural, highest form of love starts rubbing off on you. Mm. So how do I overcome in love? When I'm perfected in love and peace. That's so powerful, Rishon. I think, I think you must write a book on marriage counseling after this. <laughs> Um, I think some of us can relate to that, um, you know, when you say you feel like your husband needs to fulfill your needs. And I know I'm going a bit off track here, but it is so powerful. And the one thing I've also learned about love is that love is not an emotion. You know, it's got nothing to do with the way that we feel. Love is an action because it says love is kind, love is gentle, love is patient. So it's about putting things into action. And I think we can reach a point of maturity if we override our emotions to do what is right, you know, to do that Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And um, that to me is when you are giving of yourself, when everything inside of you says, I don't want to, but you know what? I don't feel like doing it, but you know what? I'm going to do it because it's the right thing to do. And wow. I think that's when you come to that stretching. And I think mm. you can only do it when you're in Christ. Like Absolutely. you said, when, Christ, when you know in your heart that Christ is, you love him so much that you mm. prepare to go that extra mile for someone else because you care and love them and you're not, you become selfless. Absolutely. And that's working out our righteousness at the end of the day. But let's take a short break and we'll be back shortly. Thank you. Hi, this is Alana Willy Fair and you've just tuned into radio. If you've just tuned into radio, Kate Pulpit, this is Body Matters and I am busy chatting to Rashan Naftali and we are talking about overcoming in a disorderly world. Um, we are on our last series this week of a four-part series and we've covered nine keys so far. We've just touched on key 10. Um, which is to be perfected in love and peace. And Rishon, we're going to tackle key 11, and that is take an uncompromising stand for righteousness in a world of disorder. So can I really make a difference by standing up against that which is wrong? Yes, we can. But the way that we do it and the timing is crucial. Mm. If we do it in our own way and over hasty, it's going to boomerang. Mm. And this is why this is key number 11 of the 12, because it's very, very challenging to be able to stand up in boldness mm. against unrighteousness. Most people don't want to do it, but if you do it, in the Lord, it does make a difference. Mm. 
So, and you know what? I mean, there was a, a, um, a situation many years ago, a prayer group, um, mm. which the Lord wanted me to reprimand because they were totally out of line. And um, the Lord's wrath was within me. Um, and I first thought, goodness me, why am I so extremely angry? Mm-hmm. And then the Lord said, no, 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 it's not your carnal anger. It's my wrath, holy wrath. And then I said, Lord, if you want me to speak up, you're going to have to calm me down a bit mm. because I'm going to I'm going to come down like a bomb. And uh, the Lord said, wait, wait on me. I'll give you the time and I'll give you sure. the place. And um, so what happens is when you bring a message of reprimand, um, when you allow the Holy Spirit to come over you, I only realized this afterwards. I didn't plan it. My tone of voice was was different. And I was using words in such a manner that the people looked at me and the eyes stretched. And when I said what I did, they said, God has spoken. Sure. So they can discern when it is from you or when the, when it is from God. Mm. And when something's from God, it does bring change. And it has impact. Yes. So what I also want to mention, and I'm talking out of my own experience here, this was really the most challenging key of all 12 keys for me um, because sometimes you have to reprimand people that are close to you. Mm. And that hurts. So it's difficult. Um, but what I can tell you is that, you know, we must be careful not to make the mistake of expecting a positive reaction immediately after mm. you've um, brought down this judgment <laughs> hammer, you know. Uh, because God lets leads things um in the, in his peculiarity in he in the holy mm. spirit way okay so just to give you an example of what it means to stand up for un, un, sorry what does it mean to stand up uncompromisingly for righteousness um in other words when you stand up for that what is morally right mm. that what is justice justifiable mm. justice Truth, integrity, when you stand up for that. Now, I want to make it very clear that um, a lot of people misunderstand the word judge. Um, They see it as a very negative thing. Mm. But if you go and look at the word and 1 Corinthians 6, verse 2 and 3, it speaks of, yes, God is the one who judges the world. But he says believers will also judge. And that judgment means the following. To pronounce opinion Mm. between right and wrong. In other words, you come to someone, you say, what you are doing is wrong Mm. and it must stop. Can I add to that, Rashawn? I just want to add to that because maybe, Sha, maybe you actually wanted to bring that in. 
But there is that scripture which it reminds me of that scripture where us as Christians are allowed to judge one another as Christians because if you claim to be a Christian, then we have to be accountable to one another. But it's not our responsibility to judge anyone that's not a Christian. That is absolutely And I actually true. don't know where that scripture is. I don't know if that's the scripture it's that you It's a 1 got. Corinthians 5. Awesome. The one Thank that you, you spoke about. One yes. Neos. It's absolutely true. Um, when we see our brother and sister in Christ out of line, mm. we have got to speak got a responsibility up. towards yes, them. because the word says in Galatians 6, one, that's one example of scripture, Galatians 6, 6 it says, if any person is overtaken in misconduct of any sort, you who is controlled by the Holy Spirit should set him right. Mm. But it also says the way that you do it, you have to mm. restore him and you reinstate him. Yes. So it's something to think about. Um, in other words, it's you don't come with a typical hammer like a judge in a mm. in a in a court and crash down and say, you know what, you are I'm sentencing mm. sentencing you, you are lost. Oh, you lost, you've yeah. done that same mistake ten not times. With condemnation. We're not allowed to do that. Yes. And this is the thing about this key is that God says that when we judge, in other words, pronounce when something is wrong, we've got to have grace in our heart. Mm. If we don't have grace, we're going to destroy. Mm. And love. It says, tell your brother in love what he did wrong. That's right. But mm. even telling someone in love sometimes brings a negative reaction. Sadly so. Mm. Because people tend to be self-defensive. So they first say, you know what, mm. the problem lies with you. So there's a false accusation. Yes. You need to, to realize there's going to be a response. Yes. Um, and I think that's what most people want to try and avoid, so mm. then they rather keep quiet. Mm. But remember, if something is done in the Lord and you do exactly what the Holy Spirit tells you, it works. Mm. Um, in other words, you are then coming in the authority of God, and that has a different impact. Now, initially, you might not see the difference, as I said. And I have such a story. Um, but I want to, before I go on to my story, I want to say that if you do that, you stand up for righteousness, and you get a reaction, a very destructing, destructive, um, accus accusative reaction, the word says, those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake mm. shall be rewarded. Mm. And he says to Timothy 3, he says, hold on to the things that I've, I've taught you. Just hold mm. on to the things that I've taught you, knowing from whom you have learned it. Mm. So stick to what God tells you, no matter what. Mm. And then you step back and see how the Holy Spirit works behind the scenes. Before you carry on with your um, your testimony or out of your experience, I also felt that there's a scripture in Ezekiel that just comes to my mind. And I don't know exactly where it is. I don't know if it's verse 3 where it says, if you see, if you turn, if you see an unrighteous person who goes off from his ways and you 
who is righteous does not try to turn their back or correct them, you know, then that will lie, and that person turns from his ways and he, he, he gets goes into destruction, that will lie on your head. That is Ezekiel yes, 3. Yes, that's Ezekiel 3. Yes. But yeah, if you turn them, if you if you warn them and you turn um, turn their hearts mm. from their wicked ways, then it will not mm. be on your head. So something yeah. like that. Yeah, it says but the, it's the, yeah, their blood will be on your head. Yes. Yeah, on and your so, hands or whatever. And so I agree mm. with you. We have a responsibility. No matter what the outcome, if God tells you to do something, yeah. to tell someone, to correct someone, it's our responsibility what they do with it. They stand before God. But we need to do what God says we need to do. And sometimes I believe, you know, there's always that, like you said, be scared of the response that we're going to get. And that's why people don't like to confront. But sometimes that confrontation is necessary. They might not like it at the moment, Mm, mm, but you've planted the seed. They might think about it. And in a day or two or a week or a month, they will come back and say, I'm sorry, you were right. And so we shouldn't be put off. By people's reactions. I just want to add that. Thank you very anyway, much. So I, carry li- on. <laughs> I like what you added. Um, mm. You know what I want to say to you that um, all 12 of, 12 of these keys, that uh, these heart focus points, um, it's uncomfort- uncomfortable. Mm. So um, just because you feel uncomfortable doing something, especially if you have to speak up, um, doesn't mean you're wrong. It's just maybe because you are fear of the you fear the reaction, and mm. then you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Okay, so I can just testify. Yes, that um, there were two people uh, who were in a relationship, and um, the one wasn't treating the other one right. You know, treating the person in an unloving way, mm. being controlling and verbally abusive, and unappreciative and God says that if we are mature in Christ then we need to admonish one another people are afraid of that but the word says as I said in Galatians 6 and some other scriptures as well we've got to do that okay so I want to say I had to go um, and reprimand and say, you know what, what you are doing is wrong and it's got to stop. Okay. It was extremely difficult for me. I mean, mm. I worked myself up before Shame. the time. I was really tense. Mm. Um, and not because I lacked boldness to speak up, but because I wasn't quite sure what the right way was how to do it. Mm. So... This key requires a lot of self-control and wisdom, Mm. right timing, and Holy Spirit-led. And despite that, I tried my best. I was still falsely accused. The reaction was an outburst. The reaction was not what I was hoping for. Um, I was hoping for a repenting heart, and it wasn't there. So I was just flat. And then God told me to stand back 
and to keep a gracious heart and to put my trust in the Holy Spirit who works behind the scenes. Mm. Many times, yeah, you know, many times when a person reacts up front, don't think that's cast in stone. They're just defending themselves for that moment. Mm. But the Holy Spirit is the one that searches and tests hearts mm. afterwards. So I could have been like a typical judge and said, you know what? I'm sentencing you to hell because mm. you did not repent. Mm. I'm not allowed to sentence. God says we're not allowed to sentence. We just bring the message mm. and we stand back and we keep our hearts, try and keep it as pure as possible. So did this work or not? Apparently it did because after a few months, the guilty party confessed mm. and said, you know what? Their relationship was now better than it had ever been before. Sure. So I didn't speak in vain. Mm. So to end off this key 11 is I overcome difficulties in life if I take a stand for righteousness, mm. no matter how uncomfortable it is. But this is a world of disorder. And what does a judge do? He tries to bring order in a situation of disorder. Mm. So the more we mature in Christ, we need to bring order, God's order, mm. into a situation. I also just want to add to what you've said. You know, so many people out there, we, we're scared to confront, scared to speak the truth. And maybe I'm speaking to someone who needs to confront a situation. You know, sometimes you have to put yourself out there and no matter what the consequences are, if what you're fighting for or what you want to say is for a positive outcome at the end of the day, you never know what seed you will plant. You might not get the, the, the right reaction. But you know what? Sometimes we need to take that stand. We need to confront. If it's to stand up for your children or stand up for a situation, you never know the change that it could bring, maybe not immediately. That's it. But like Rishon said, Later it on. takes time because once that mm. person hears it, he might not like what he's hearing because obviously he wants to defend himself. But when that seed is planted in that quiet time, when they really sit down and think about it, you never know the change of heart that you may bring. Um, and yeah, so I think you when, when you're in a situation and you know you're fighting for a good cause, don't hold back. Ask God to give you a strategy, wisdom, the right time, the right words to say, but don't hold back because you never know the outcome. It could change your life. It could change people's lives. It could change so many situations and there could be a big snowball of that. So I just want to agree with you because I don't think we often do that. We're just scared to take that chance and then we live a mediocre life. We just look the other way, and we never know what change that could bring. So I just want to add that to you. I just, want to, I just, mm. want, to, I just want to add quickly um, that the listeners must understand that um, these 12 keys are in sequence. Mm. When you are um, just, just saved, just reborn, um, you will not find it easy. You will not have the 
the godly boldness to go and stand up um, for the truth. Um, <laughs> you might have it, but you might not do it the right way. But so what I'm saying is you will find that if you conform to these keys in the order that they are, that by the time you get to, the, to key 11, you are more able to do it mm. effectively than you were when you were maybe at key mm. number one, two, or three. So this is why I would really love for listeners to be able to um, ask for a book. If you can't afford it, ask me for a book um, or buy a book um, because then it gives you a bit an idea. Mm. And at the end of the day, we cannot do it without the Holy Spirit, eh? without asking help. So let's go on to key 12. Um, and that was the key for to reign as mature sons of the light. What does a person who reigns look like? Well, first of all, we have to ask, who is it that reigns in the world uh, based on God's word it's the sons of God now sons if you think of a dad and a mom and brother and sister and son and daughter that's a household mm. so sons are those who are part of God's household they're very close to him they share a house they in each other's faces you know and the son takes his nature from the father. So a son, a true son of God, is sold out to God. He has grown into maturity. He's sold out. He is the one that listens and obeys his father. And that's why he's chosen. When the word talks about chosen, it's because... The son obeys the father and loves him. So I want to say to you that believers, we as believers are affected by the disorderly world, but we're not influenced by it. What I mean by that is, no matter how strong you are spiritually, you feel the pain when there's pain. You feel the onslaught. You feel the uncomfortableness of life. It doesn't, you know, skip us. Mm. We feel it. But we don't allow the ungodly ways of the world to influence our choices and actions. Mm. So these are the sons. Although they also have emotions and feel and cry tears, they are not influenced by the world. Mm. So just to give you a, a few uh, aspects of what um, does a person who reigns look like. Well, the son is the one who stays by his father's side. they obedient and faithful. The son is led by the Holy Spirit. He trusts him. The son reveres God. That's where a lot of people mm. have gone wrong in today's life. They've lost the fear, mm. their respect for God. So a true son of God reveres the Lord. And he endures 
so that he can overcome trials and tribulations. He mm. conquers. And to conquer is difficult because it's like a mountain in front of you that looks unsurmountable. Mm. Issues in life make us feel, oh, we're facing a mountain here. We can't do it. God says, no, 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 you can. I'll get you through it if you do it mm. my way and allow me to help you. So those are just a few things I want to mention as, as to, you know, what does a person look like that reigns? But listen to this, and this is, this is my story. Um, you know, when you look at the book of Revelations 12, it says who overcomes? He says, we overcome, number one, by the blood of the Lamb. Mm. That means accept Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Number two, we overcome by the utterances of our testimonies. Our testimonies are a powerful weapon. The accuser cannot accuse you if you have proven that you've overcome mm. and can stand up for the truth. And the third thing is, we overcome when we are not afraid to die for the sake of God. Mm. So my story is, I have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. I have many testimonies. This, what I've been sharing, is just mm. part of it in the last three, four weeks. And then, without trying to be blasé or haughty, I'm not afraid to die for the sake of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I will go where and when he sends me to obey his instructions. Now many years ago, a man prophesied over me and he said to me, um, he says, he hears the Lord says that I'm like a dog <laughs> who listens to his master. You know? Sure. And I think I am like that, um, especially if he sends me to do things that are big in the spirit. I don't ask many questions. I'll just mm. go. Okay, so how do I reign in a disorderly world? My story, I follow the kingdom heart blueprint mm. that God has given. And these are the 12 keys. All right, and I'll quickly now I'll go through them. Um, this blueprint is a, is the standard of the heart of the king, and the Lord says, "Pattern yourself after that." And I mean, I've got scripture for all of this. I'm not talking mm. thumb sucking here. I've got mm. stories as well as scripture, combination of the two. So, when we conform to the nature of the king then I am enabled to be victorious over mm. any trouble, any trial, any tribulation. And I can conquer. Why? Because of being one with God. John 17, that we are one with him. Mm. So what do I do to reign in a, in a disorderly world? I said I follow the kingdom heart blueprint. And what does the blueprint consist of? And these are then the 12 keys that I will just then wrap up. 
the first thing that I do, number one, is to go into the corner of intimacy. I'm passionate for intimacy with the Lord. I reign from a place of intimacy. It's my strongest weapon. No one can take it away from me. Because intimacy is inside the heart. Not inside a house where you might feel trapped. It's in your heart. You, you are free inside of your heart. Mm. Number two. How do, I, how do I reign? I've committed to conform to his character of wisdom. Mm. And it's an ongoing process of learning and increasing in wisdom. Mm. Number three, I've surrendered my own will unto his. Number four, I know and I walk in my calling. Number five, I know and I'm a doer of the written word. Number six, I hear, listen, and obey the voice of God. Number seven, by receiving revelations from God, it's just this, this blueprint in itself is a revelation. I can overcome many things if I have an understanding, supernatural understanding. Number eight is when I am willing to die to myself. It sounds as if you are losing, but you are not. You first have to die before you go over to key number nine, which is to walk out boldly with his presence. Mm. Number ten is when you have the kind of love that Jesus had, being perfected in love and peace. There's a lot of strength in that if you, if you walk in that. And number 11 is when you stand up uncompromisingly for what is right in a disorderly world. And then the 12th one is to reign as a mature son or daughter of the light. And to end off this key, because all 12, at least all 11 of these keys are in place in my own life, it enables me to reign within any difficult situation. Yes, I'll feel the pain. Yes, I do cry my cries. But I get up and I endure and I overcome. So... I think that is it in terms of the full package, and I'm handing yeah. over to you now. Now that sounds amazing. Let us take a short break, and then we'll be back in a few minutes. Hi, this is Alana Willie with Body Matters, and I've been chatting to Rishon Naftali, and we've touched on the last keys of how to overcome in a disorderly world. Unfortunately, we are at the end, almost at the end of the program and at the end of our four-week series. So I'm going to really miss Rishon. 
But before um, I say goodbye to Rishon and before we end off with, with prayer, Rishon, don't you want to just give our listeners your details? And I know that you've still got one book that you would like to give away to our listeners out there. So I hope you've got your pen and paper ready. Right. Um, my contact number is 76 729 You can send me a WhatsApp or a Telegram or SMS. And if you'd like more information um, of what I do, because it's a variety of things, you can go onto the website, www, and then the letter K stands for kingdom, but you just write K heart, H-E-A-R-T, K heart, networking.com. Great. So I hope you have that number. So I think it's the first person that's going to WhatsApp you will, will obviously receive that book. And Rashawn, is there any last words of encouragement that you would like to just to say to the listeners out there before we end up with some prayer? Dear listener, I want you to know that to overcome in life is never easy. It's always tough. Everything that I've gone through was tough. But God has shown me that he turns everything bad into something good. Romans 8. Your strongest weapon is to be passionately intimate with Yahweh. Push back. Don't give up. And surround yourself with people who love the Lord resolutely. Thank you, Rishon. Can we just end off with some prayer? Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that your word says, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being head over all principalities and powers. And as Yeshua overcame death, with his resurrection, we who love you shall also overcome the ways of the world. Thank you, Lord, that I can proclaim over the listeners by saying, Those who love the Lord, you shall discover Yahweh and who you are in him. You shall be transformed from the inside out and you shall live in victory over all trials and tribulations. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rashawn, for for your time, for coming in and doing this four-part series with us. Um, you really have a teacher's heart. And thank you for all that wonderful testimonies. And I find it very practical. I think each and everyone who's been listening to it could actually relate to that. Um, and for sharing about yourself and who you are in such a powerful and such a beautiful way. And um, even myself sitting in the studio, I've learned so much. You know, some of these, as you said, it's, uh, it's basic foundations, but sometimes we need to go back to those basic things. And as you said, it all starts with intimacy with God. So to the listeners out there, I also want to say that have a wonderful week. Um, please, if you want to go back and, and listen to the first three series, 
three parts. You can go to Iona FM, Body Matters. If you just Google that, you should come out by our our podcast and um, you can just um, download that. So we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time. Have a beautiful week from me, Alana Willie, for you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.